0: I'm not going to do what I was going to do for the intro, but I am going to tell you what I was going to do. So welcome everyone to Take Your Time, a Persona 5 Royal in real time podcast, where we talk about Persona 5 Royal while we play it in real time, according to the real world calendar, because that's the in-game calendar as well. I'm your host, Jonathan Dornbush, and I'm joined by Tom Marks. Tom, hello.
1: Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween!
0: That's I will, So I was going to do a really bad, like vampire accent and try to do like, uh, a, uh, a, uh. yeah, but I started laughing to myself about how, how bad it would be. And when I do that, I then can't like actively make myself do the bit. I lose the bit when I start laughing about the bit myself.
1: This is Um, some some meta-horror. That's what we're bringing to this Halloween episode.
0: Yeah, that's what we're trying to do here on this wonderful Halloween episode that we're recording. Though when you're listening to this, it's it's the days after. Uh, But yeah, that's the thing I actually have to talk about in the game. Because I don't think I went around during Halloween time. And I didn't know there were a bunch of decorations. But anyway, we'll get there in a little bit. Uh, For those who don't know, this is uh, the show where we've been playing through Persona 5 Royal in real time. So if you're just jumping in now... First of all, thank you for, for your interest in checking out the show. You should listen to the whole thing if you want to see the sort of progression of our madness and also the progression of the game itself. Uh, as we go through it, we'll of course be going through the end of October on this, our 30th episode.
1: Hey!
0: We're hitting the big 3-0 and we're also hitting a new month after this week. So it's, it's, a, it's very exciting, very scary, the past of time. And the, and the time.
1: first day of this week... Is the two hundredth day of the game?
0: yes, yeah. Uh, we we have been officially covering two hundred real world days of this fictional video game. So uh, congratulations to us, I think is all I could say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's it's been very exciting to be on this journey, and I'm glad that we are we still have so much left to dig into in particular with a very busy week this week uh but before we get to all of that we of course have our normal housekeeping at the top of the show and i want to start off with a pop quiz answer from last week tom you left us with a uh an unexpected question yeah at least for you going into the episode
1: yes so uh the question last time was that sai and makoto have another one of those awkward family interactions uh and the the thing i just got a kick out of and I I just loved this so much I had to turn it into the question, uh, Jonathan. What? Why did Sy come home?
0: Um, uh, I want to say it's because she like forgot her deodorant or something, and she's going to be out <laughs> working late, and you just don't want to smell when you're out and about, you know?
1: I mean, that's kind of close, actually. It's like oh. it's in the ballpark. Okay. Um, we did get one correct answer from Thomas, who keeps getting these quizzes right. Nice. Uh, and I swear it's not just me. Um, <laughs> where Thomas said, Sai wanted to change into her one of her other apparently identical suits. That is correct. Sai's reason for coming home is she just came home to change her clothes. But they're but the all same all of clothes. her clothes are always the same, and she never changes her clothes.
0: Yeah, she's a cartoon character. She only has the one outfit.
1: Yeah. That's Although, great. to be fair to Persona, they do have, like four, like, I think Psy maybe only has the one outfit, Yes. like, j- the cast itself has, like, four different ones that they switch around on.
0: No, I, yeah, I do appreciate that the game does switch them out enough, because it would be realistic that, like, you would have your school clothes, you would have your casual clothes, though I guess they do just wear the same casual clothes all the time, but, you know, it's...
1: Fun fact! Spoilers abound! Well, not story, story spoilers, <laughs> but uh, that's one of the things that Persona 5 Royal changes, is that as we get deeper into winter, they get actual winter clothing, casual clothing. <sighs> Yeah. that's exciting Ooh, yeah, okay cool. well
0: let's just speed through the game frankly oh it's january <laughs> everyone welcome we're gonna talk about the cool new outfits um oh no. <laughs> nothing that's,
1: what, nothing happens how, you in between can't say real and time 12 times at the beginning if we do that
0: <laughs> we just skip it it's fine we just, we just make it up as we go along uh no that's uh very funny uh, that that is the specific reasoning they gave her but uh,
1: it's just so random like there's a million things you could have said that like make anyway I'll stop we got too much to talk about today I forgot my
0: files
1: uh, yeah, I, and, right
0: and yeah work anyway. business that I think that's what professionals do I don't know I sit here at my desk every day at home uh anyway we also got I, I want to say a lot of uh comments on last week's episode and quite a few emails. Uh, So I kind of want to get through everything. I don't know how much time we'll have to spend on everything, but uh, I do want to just say thank you to everyone who's been writing in, commenting on the show, uh, writing in via email. If you would like to as well, uh, you can go to dornology at gmail.com. You don't go there. You write to that email address. What am I saying, Jonathan? Anyway, you can write to that email address like several people did in the last week, including Juliana. And Juliana wrote in and said, Hi, Tom and Jonathan. I'm a huge fan of the podcast and have been tuning in weekly since week one. So thought it was about time that I sent y'all an email and let you know how much I'm enjoying it. After playing and falling in love with the original P5, I'd always meant to go back and play Royal. So your podcast gave me the perfect excuse. At first, I was, always, I was playing along with the IRL calendar, but quickly found myself clocking in more and more hours as new content came through. Very fair. I'm, now in, Jan- I'm now in January and 215 hours in. What I've loved the most about your podcast is learning just how much I missed my first playthrough. My most recent example of this is the crane game. I had no idea there were other toys available after Jack Frost. When I heard this on the podcast, I raced back to the arcade and was told by Morgana that because it was a lucky day, a day ending in seven, we should have a better chance at the crane game. I promptly handed over my 300 yen and lost six times in a row. Wow. Finally got it on my seventh try, so Jonathan, please continue to celebrate your crane victory knowing that success is not guaranteed. I feel vindicated. How?
1: Is <laughs> Finally. That, is that wait, on the seventh try on a stay in seven? I wonder if that's an intentional Don't
0: thing. take this away from me, Tom. It's, <laughs> it's randomized and it's difficult and you know it.
1: Uh, yeah, that's what I meant to say.
0: Yep, that's what you meant. Anyway, thanks again for the amazing show. And if you do decide to do AP for a podcast, then consider me already signed up. Cheers, Juliana. Uh, very funny to learn that honestly, now that you mentioned that, that might actually be the case, but
1: I mean, I don't know. It it could not be, it could just be that they're uh, anyway,
0: next day it ends in a seven. I'll try and test that theory. If we can go to a, uh, uh, the, the arcade, why couldn't I think of that word? Akihabara. Thank you uh anyway we also got a couple more emails i just want to quickly read uh this one came in from damon uh and damon said i don't know if it's something that you two have considered but i think it would be really cool if each week there was a graphic on screen for the youtube version of the podcast that showed each of your current confidant levels and stats uh sort of like what critical role does with their stat cards for each player i know it'd be even more work for you two, but i know that there have been many times that i as a first-time persona 5 player want to make sure i'm not too far behind appreciate all that you do and thanks for the great podcast uh, I like. I really love the idea of that. I feel like we're probably a little too late to start, especially with our uh, social stats being pretty much maxed out across the board. I still have guts, I think, but uh, sadly. Uh, but I do like that idea, certainly for like if we were to do another game to have something running that people can look at. Yeah, um, is is definitely a cool possibility to consider uh, for like a P four playthrough or something like that.
1: Yeah, I uh, I actually went through my pers- my so, like confidants this week to be like, okay, how many do I have left? How many days do each of those take? How many days? Like, trying to, like, make sure I'm on track in that regard. And I'm actually like, I think I only have, like, 20 or, like, 19 more evenings of confidants to do, total. Wow. Nice. So, like, yeah. You should be okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Also, got another email, uh, where is it? Here we go, from Devin. Uh, Devin, uh, wow, no, this is the oh wait did I did I read this no I didn't uh Devin who had previously written in uh as as the guesser of Tom's middle name uh had also just said I finished uh episode 23 yesterday Jonathan likened Persona 5 Royal to a five to seven season television show I just want to remind you that House had eight seasons so we consider Persona 5 Royal to be an eight season series of video games I think it's fair to say
1: is that like the uh, the community equivalent for JRPGs? It's like eight seasons in an anime instead of six <laughs> seasons
0: in a movie? Well, it'd be eight seasons of an anime and an anime movie that wraps it all up, but also maybe opens it up to new characters, question
1: mark. And a million offs. This is getting <laughs> yes, out exactly. of exactly.
0: Anyway, before we go on, I do just want to reference a couple of the uh, comments from YouTube as well. Uh, you can go to, and I just learned this this past week, you can go to youtube.com slash dornology and it'll actually work now. Right. Uh, and you can go comment on recent episodes like Thomas did, who was commenting on our conversation about Ryuji making uh, for real a catchphrase. And Thomas said Ryuji wasn't trying to make for real happen. Uh, He just talks like a Japanese teenager uh, and uh, forgive me for butchering anything, but uh, maji uh, or maji is an extremely common Japanese slang term that translates to English as seriously or for real. Hmm. Um, So it is just a common sort of slang Term, But in terms of the amount of usage that I I don't think is uh, unfair to notice, that is certainly commonly used by Ryuji, uh, Barrett, friend of the show, of course, uh, commented that when he streamed through the entire game earlier this year, they kept a for real counter to see how many times Ryuji would say it in a single playthrough. At the end of the game, he had said it 98 times. During the earlier parts of the game where he is a main focus, he pretty much said it once per hour of gameplay, uh, but FRPH, or for reals per hour, definitely slowed down as more people joined the party. I'm sure he could have said it more if there were more times he had gotten hit during combat, since that is one of the things he'll yell in there as well, or if I had hung out with him more outside of just his confidant
1: ranking. That's one thing Which that struck me to about Persona 5. That's good good data, good data, for sure. Uh, and one thing that struck me about Persona 5 Strikers is that for real kind of just becomes, like, the groups thing. Like, it's more, oh, way more than just Ryuji saying it in Strikers, I feel like. Oh, okay. I remember On saying it a lot more in that. So That
0: that feels like that lends very much credence, then, to the idea that it is a just common slang that's being yeah. translated.
1: And also that feels like a, a thing that happens in friend groups, too. Of like, oh, if yeah. one person is saying something a ton, then it just sort of infects the group.
0: Oh, for sure. Even just small things. Like, I definitely did not say goof as much until I came to IGN, just because mm. of the amount of people who use the word goof. So, yeah, it definitely definitely happens. Uh, but thank you for that, that hard scientific data, Barrett. Uh, <laughs> and thank you for that information, uh, that real-life information as well, Thomas. Uh, last but not least, just wanted to very much mention, uh, Summer said, Haru ended up being my favorite confidant because of all this complexity, dealing with her mixed feelings about her father. Her guilt, her guilt and her desire to focus on her grandfather's legacy and make it her own. Uh, her arc from powerlessness to navigating power was very powerful to me as a woman who also has an overbearing father. Love her so much and ended up romancing her. Uh, and yeah, I am definitely learning to appreciate Haru, I think, a lot more on this playthrough. And I'm, I'm glad that I am uh, because I think there is a lot uh, to learn about that character uh other than that there were a ton of great comments and i'll be sure to uh reply to a bunch of them so thank you to everyone who's been writing in but we do of course also have it quite a busy week of persona 5 uh to get through so i do want to get there uh as we get into the week of october 25th through october 31st our final week of october uh and you know definitely just the a continued boring intertime between palaces nothing at all of interest happens right tom
1: yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, no, it's a crazy heavy one. It everything is happens. It is so
0: heavy and I forgot. It's the
1: opposite of the previous week. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, it is. If we could have like smashed those two weeks together, like s- split everything out, I think it would have been a lot more even. But yeah, this is a hugely heavy uh, story packed week, especially at the beginning. We, we have some free time uh, th- spread throughout, but mostly toward the end. So I, I think it's probably best to start with the, the story focus uh and that begins right off the bat on october 25th so our first day of this week uh it's the beginning of the school festival uh which uh of course also means other characters can come to the school aka it makes it easy for futaba and yusuke to show up and it's not weird
1: (laughs) and also not conspicuous at all
0: no not whatsoever that these specific two characters uh anyway so (laughs) It's begun, uh, we we basically get right into the school festival, we arrive at school, uh, we're sort of surveying the team, or the scene, excuse me, Uh, the team itself is sort of worried about how much pressure the situation might be under though, because obviously Shujin has come under a lot of scrutiny after everything that's happened and even more so after Okuma and all that so there's a lot of focus on what could potentially be happening here and the principal excuse me so uh, Makoto warns people like hey there could be cops in plain clothes like we need to be pretty careful about things there, there could be a lot of attention on the school and people interested in what happens here so we need to keep it cool and all the while Haru is just like I'm just happy to be here with friends which I love there's like one point in the intro where she's just like i'm just glad we're doing this together and it's like oh that's a, that's wonderful um but so anyway uh, as, as the day's events go on on takes the group to uh their class classes stall which is also joker's class right i'm not mistaken
1: though. yes because joker didn't right. really say much during any of this and so i was no, just like is I the mean, thing
0: i've known this whole time wrong
1: <laughs> yeah they, they definitely frame it as like on's class but it is both of your classes yeah
0: it just it was one of those moments where i like seriously doubted the last 70 hours of my gameplay but uh anyway so on takes us to their class stall which is uh in a deserted part of the, the building apparently no one is really interested in checking out the stall um and the the stall itself the the students working it are uh, in maid costume uh, and they're serving takoyaki, and they think this will be a good place to uh, have a discussion, get things going. And then we have an extended food ordering sequence, which, purely for comedy, I adore this yeah. this
1: moment. It's it's very good, because, like, I love the idea that they they made this made takoyaki stand and then spent all their money on the made costumes and didn't have any takoyaki to serve. And it's like, <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> yeah they uh they try to place orders and there's a menu with many items on it but the the student in the costume just keeps being like oh we're out of that we're out of this we don't really have that and then on mention spending most of the money on the costumes so they get russian takoyaki which is the only yes. thing that seems to be available uh and it's brought over and it's a very small clearly just microwaved portion of food it is not uh fancy or intriguing or and like freshly made or anything of that nature um and the thing that seems to make it russian is because of one specially colored red takoyaki in the middle yeah um and they're all debating about who's gonna get it and just as they think they're gonna make a decision akechi shows up
1: yeah and this is this is a funny one because Akechi is like not supposed to be there that day that's the thing I forgot about the school festival initially is that it's two days yeah yeah um and so he's supposed to be there the next day and he's just there to like quote unquote scope it out right like check out the venue which is like very suspicious and he walks over suspiciously to you and is like hmm all of you hanging out together how convenient
0: yeah good thing I found you all
1: and then, like, does kind of a jerk thing. Yeah. And, and takes their food without asking.
0: It's one of those things that I think, like, it's a moment you have to accept whether or not wherever you are in your confidant level with him, I think. Mm. Because, like, we're, as we've made clear in the show, we're dating. And we're very yes. close to catchy. And yet he acts like we barely know each other here. And he acts, like, high and mighty and above the group a little bit here. Um, but so anyway, yeah, he goes for the one special russian takoyaki uh and that thing is spicy that thing just yeah knocks him
1: i I love how much he's like shaking after he he,
0: he ate they show his like body and he's just like it it almost looks like the character is glitching except for the fact that you know he is intentionally doing that like it's a very funny they they really got the animation down uh really well for that moment so he eats it in one bite it's incredibly spicy and then he just kind of leaves
1: yeah Uh, that's that's the day (laughs)
0: yeah uh he he mostly shows up there um and they it's mostly a like creating suspicion involving him in the group's events uh futaba finds it strange that he mentions everyone's all here um and then we break for the day morgana notices at that point that yusuke was missing uh, and he went to go speak to Maruki. And this is, of course, a royal edition. Uh, and mm-hmm. as as we know, Yusuke has wanted to learn how Maruki is unlocking people's hearts and minds in the way that he is with this so-called therapy, was it? Yes, we'll find out the bottom of this. Uh, and has, has a long conversation with uh, Maruki basically about whether therapy is... Uh, leading someone down a path of their own volition or if it's just the therapist uh, exerting their control on the person and leading to the results they want and they have this pretty like interesting deep philosophical conversation obviously it it doesn't go on forever for the sake of the player but it is a very interesting valid point that they both kind of come away with thinking Um, and uh other than that, Maruki also asks him about like what he wants most in the world, um, and Yusuke says he just wants his art to improve through his own efforts, um, which you know obviously ties into having had such a a stealing mentor, um, you know, to deal with. Uh, and then he also says he would love the world to see his mother's masterpiece uh, and to meet a master. So he actually wants a lot. He's like, oh, I yeah. don't want too much, but here's everything I want.
1: It's also funny um in the context of like the Yusuke's confidant line like if you've gone through Yusuke's confidant line already where he, is, he here he is asking for basically a patron and that confidant line is all about him like being offered a patron and so it's like a little bit funny in that sort of way there's some there's some intric- intricacies there that I'm you know brushing over No but, sure. But yeah, it's like a, it's like a little bit at ends I think the royal edition with what was already there. But I agree. I do like that he finally gets to talk to mariki and I think their conversation is nice and interesting and he's kinda of comes away with it being like, oh, this isn't what I expected this to be like, right? Yes. He went in with a lot of assumptions.
0: Yeah, which I again I think is a really good one look at people's relationships to therapy, but also an interesting aspect of it in terms of like The the benefits of it versus the person who is the therapist and and their motives and things like that, because that that does often come up, I think, for a lot of people who are against therapy or the idea of going to therapy themselves. Um, Other than that, though, uh, yeah, as as you mentioned, it it definitely could be a little at odds, but you've mentioned, you know, it's really hard to get Yusuke just to be your confidant in the beginning. So maybe people just don't go to him. (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh they they found uh but anyway we then after all this uh as we await part two of the the school fair uh school festival excuse me we do get a free evening in the cafe so what did you do tom
1: uh i read the technical book from Jimbocho cho that lets you increase your technicals which is great because now nice. i think the most important one of them all is that you can cause a technical off of confuse with normal gunshots which is just like super super strong
0: what okay that's amazing yeah. um i'm gonna have to speed up my approach on that i do think i finished the final base
1: book and the uh, last book only takes one to read so oh, okay quick. okay it's that's quick. nice
0: yes because i did this evening i read the proficiency book that i had been putting off since i maxed out proficiency so long ago so i read two-thirds of that book um and also fed my plant to get max kindness so you Yay! know hey finally finally got there uh still waiting on guts but what can you do as a worse player of persona
1: i've uh, let my plant wither and die <laughs> that would be really funny it, i don't need its points
0: anymore oh so sad that'd be really funny if they showed you just like a, a decaying plant
1: in the corner take uh, kindness away from you yeah
0: you were really rude to this plant where you, you can't have this kindness anymore um, but anyway, that that is the first day, and certainly I think it's fair to say the the next day of the school festival that that day is pretty much just establishing Akechi's importance again. In case you haven't seen him in a little while, uh, now we get to the proper meat of the school festival, which is of yeah. course the really exciting speech from Akechi. Panel speech? It's
1: pa- it's I I like we don't. This is a weird thing that I don't understand what's happening, but also it's, like, kind of fine. Like, they have a celebrity, and then Makoto is asking him questions and, like, just getting him to talk. It's like, okay, cool. Very
0: leading questions. Yes, um, indeed. And not at all subtle. But anyway, no. uh, yeah, it begins pretty much with Mkechi... Mkechi. Mkechi. That's my portmanteau for the two of them on stage. Uh, it's a good ship. I, How dare you? I'm dating both <laughs> of them right now. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Ketchy is up on stage with Makoto uh, alongside him, basically uh, interviewing him for the entertainment slash uh, enjoyment of, of the students who have assembled. Uh, he's getting lots of laughs about sort of, you know, him being caught off guard or, or hoping he'll be entertaining because he, he knows he's not a performer. So he's hoping this will be fun for people. Uh, people are really, really enjoying it. And Makoto is just there really trying for info yeah um, like really asking very specific questions
1: uh, not subtle at all
0: no not in the slightest which we will of course soon learn that it doesn't really matter but she's not trying to be subtle it doesn't feel like uh, and she's plying him for info uh they the right now as far as a catch says to the public uh there's no specific leads uh and and the methods of the thieves are still unclear uh she's she's sort of setting up so she asks how he's so positive they haven't murdered um he makes a joke here that she could be a prosecutor. Oh, how fun is that for the students? Probably not at all. Uh, anyway, <laughs> she keeps really pushing him on this and wonders why Akumura would be the only one they killed is kind of like what it comes down to. Uh, and he can't think of a reason for that, so he has to assume there's a different reason that this case is different than the, the other ones. And so if they are the ones he knows of, he he basically says they couldn't possibly have killed too so it implies he knows their identity at this point gasp um which I feel like is probably... There's more that he says, but I feel like that's probably the, the biggest revelation to the audience at yeah,
1: that point. Yeah, yeah. And, and we get this lovely cliffhanger as a
0: result. <laughs> yes, yeah. He's like, the police don't know who they are, but I do. And and he's teasing out that, like, oh, wouldn't she want to know who he thinks they are? And so he, it, it's just his personal opinion. So it wouldn't affect the case whatsoever, you know, for him to put this out there. Yeah, uh, And so she directly asks, and he's like... Ah, I, you know, I gotta tell you, the Phantom Thieves are, bring, bring, and his phone rings just on the timing.
1: Yeah, I love how much he hams this up. He's like, be prepared, you could all hear the answer before the police or the public, and it is, well, the words that I will say in this moment when I will tell you that their names are... <laughs> Why isn't anyone calling? Goddamn. Oh, I gotta go. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, I think someone called my name out there. I need to, I need to go. And yeah. they're like, How did you hear that? Um, of
1: course, we find out why he's being that weird immediately. Yes.
0: Yeah. There's, it's a cliffhanger for the group there, but not for, for us at home because he, uh, after he says he needs to pause and take this call and he'll be back in a little bit, he tells Makoto, Hey, uh, can you come with me actually to find, like, is there a room we can go to also bring all your friends? <laughs> Okay. Uh yeah, sure. This doesn't seem like a problem. And so he takes them all to a classroom, uh, and reveals that he knows that they've been involved with the metaverse and that they are the Phantom Thieves.
1: Not just that, he he has photos of them literally disappearing and reappearing. (laughs) Which is like, Oh yeah, that's pretty uh that's pretty bad. Yeah, you got us.
0: (laughs) I think he says he might have video as well. Uh, of it that he's willing to show but yeah he shows we we at least at home see photos of yusuke and on running in like out of the the metaverse uh and he says he's aware of that world as well he found out about it a month ago um and and confronts them about it and realizes they all have this sort of same power to enter this other universe um haru you know pretty quickly is like we did not kill uh that, like that wasn't what happened and he believes it and and he says the reason he believes them is that he saw another the real culprit behind this uh oh. he saw someone else moving about in the metaverse uh and we get a brief flash of a figure holding a gun in a mask uh and and that's about it in terms of like yeah. who this this other villain might be um and he also in this moment realizes morgana is talking <laughs> uh, yes which is a fun one um Basically, he he's telling them all of this to essentially blackmail them because he wants them to cooperate and help him on investigating the truth. Uh, he threatens to reveal them if they don't help, so they don't really have a, a choice at this point. But he's he's like, the, the people who are investigating you, like the police and everyone who's wrapped up in this, they're going to make it your fault no matter what happens. So I'm yeah. basically your best
1: hope. Yeah, he positions himself as saying, you're going to get caught no matter what. They're going to forge evidence. It doesn't matter. Um, but... I want to, I care about actually catching the real person because I care about truth and justice more than, you know, getting a conviction like the police do. So he, he, he makes them agree, right? Like disband after this, but I will help you catch this, this actual person first and then you'll get off the hook.
0: Yeah. And, and as we know, at least for this day, it's sort of left on a cliffhanger of like, Ooh, are they going to accept this? But yeah, he pretty much is like, here are my terms. Help me figure this out. Then you stop doing what you do, and I won't, you know, I'll forget everything you've done, and I won't tell anyone about it, and we'll just let bygones be bygones. And the group has to think about it, but obviously, you know, we're, we're going to get to a point where maybe maybe we accept that deal. Who's to say? Uh, but we do have some other stuff that happens. Is there anything from that conversation, though, before we move on, that, that you also want to
1: focus on? Uh, just because this, uh, is, this is a
0: big revelation moment.
1: Not particularly. I mean, like, this, is, this moment doesn't hit unfortunately this moment doesn't hit as hard on a third playthrough i yeah, think yeah that's is fair. one issue with it but like at the same time i think it was it is a really exciting moment where you're like oh like he has the the meta nav right he says and he knows about this other world and it's it's doing a lot of work that or it's paying off a lot of work that has been set up over the last like month or so right yeah where Akechi is distancing from Sai, and, you know, you're getting all these sort of hints that Akechi might be sort of sympathetic to you. And then even earlier, like, the day before with the Russian takoyaki thing, is, like, specifically, I think, to make him, partly also to, like, humanize him a little bit and make him a little bit more, like, silly and lighthearted to get a moment where he's not just a bad guy. Yeah. So that the next day, when you're starting to, like... trying to have to come around to the idea that like maybe you're going to work with him as a teammate y- you're more okay with that and so i think they do a really good job of leading up to this moment yeah of transitioning a catchy from like is he a hostile figure to oh no he's like he still wants you to disband but like you're on his he's on your side now a little yeah
0: bit. especially if you haven't been dating him uh, you yeah. might not have a full understanding of who Akechi is at this point so yeah I think you're totally right the the sort of back to back days let you see different sides of him uh, and I also think it obviously we're going to get to it through the week so it's not a huge spoiler to say but it helps th- this starts to lay the foundation of making then this palace that we're going to go into different in yet another way because we we talked about that a lot going into i think futaba's palace where it was like we were through the first three palaces and it was like we were, were obviously still enjoying the game but it's very like okay here's the pattern of things and then futaba's palace really changes it up and then Okumura's palace changes it up even further and then now this palace is changing things up again with the party makeup and your goals and and the reasoning for everything and it, it keeps yeah. that that pace going yeah um but anyway we we leave for the day or do we First, however, we get a flash to Sojuro who's watching a newscast about the mental shutdowns uh, and a person on there mentions about getting a calling card and we see that Sojuro has found that Futaba had one just like it. And that's all we Gasp! get at that point. Another- we also
1: do get, I don't know if you want to talk about the thing at the end of that scene, that last scene, the Akechi scene. Um, the we- The transition away from it. It's in the show notes.
0: Oh, thank you. I was like, "What? Oh, oh, <laughs> wait. Wait, does it happen there?"
1: It does. It happens okay. twice this week.
0: Okay. I remember the 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 other time it happens. Forgive me. <laughs> so this is <laughs> That's so what I wrote is, down.
1: Yeah, it's worth calling out not yeah. because again, avoiding spoilers, we obviously know what happens, but there is a weird sort of like fuzzy, warpy transition where yes. Joker and morgana are like talking for a moment but you don't see or hear about what and then it just like goes to the next screen and that happens twice this week and yeah it's meaning is very weird and cryptic
0: yeah for sure sorry forgive me i wrote it down for the second one but did not write it down for this first one in my own notes and so i was looking there and didn't even look at the page in front of me so thank you tom (laughs) uh anyway it's time now for the post festival party uh, and I yes. do have I do have some things to say about what what happens after this, but anyway, um, Morgana suggests we go home. But God, Kasumi, this day is long. It's a really long day. Kasumi shows up and asks us to go to the post festival party, yeah. uh, and so we're going to be doing a student sharing special, which sounds terrible. But yeah, before it's, we,
1: it's Shujin's favorite tradition.
0: I would run away,
1: know, uh, but before we do
0: that. Uh, there's a dance club performance uh, and Kasumi is very excited about it. She makes us dance with her. Uh, they, Joker's and got moves. Joker does. Joker breaks down like pretty yeah. just out of nowhere. Uh, and then they specifically uh, ask Kasumi, the, the dance club is so enamored with her moves that they uh, ask her to do a, a spotlight dance, basically. Uh, and as I wrote down, anime. And then we get into an animated cutscene. Uh, where Kasumi just knocks out the entire crowd with her moves. Yeah. Metaphorically, not section, literally. This she whole doesn't...
1: section is, like, cute. <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted to
0: clarify. She doesn't fight everyone in the room. I mean,
1: yet. Yet. Um, this whole section is cute, but also really random. Like, it, it's just sort of like, hey, let's watch Kasumi dance, and you'll hang out with her more, and then you move on.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it's like a, a a cute, I guess, reminder of... of Again, as someone who doesn't know what, what comes forward in the royal uh, content, I guess it's another reminder of just, like, the attention that Kasumi seems to be able to to grab from others. Like, she is very much... She, she's obviously this younger freshman who has a lot of pressure on her, and the, certain people are, are sort of bullying her for, for that and whatnot, but she, she is very talented and skilled, and, and like, as a performer, you know, as in, in her movement uh, is obviously very good at that, and so I think this sort of just hammers that home i don't know it felt it was cute but it felt kind of just out of nowhere yeah um basically. especially especially because the next scene happens yeah. and they're like man people are asking me to go to the post festival party now
1: yeah it so this is the problem like i think that it is incredibly impressive how well they do meld royal content into yes non-royal into the base game on the whole this is probably the worst moment, at least so far, that we've yeah. seen, where they just do not blend well. Yeah. Um, because you have this moment where your Joker is like, I didn't get invited but by anyone to the post-festival party, so I guess I'll just go home. And then Kasumi's there and is like, hey, we're going to do this. And then they're like, it's time for the student sharing special, but first dance party. And then you leave the dance party, and they're like, well things are winding down and the dance party is done so the party is over so i'm gonna go home and then you immediately get the cut scene that is or the scene that's supposed to originally happen which is you then getting invited to the post party like the post festival party and going to the sharing special that should have already been happened it's like it just doesn't work it's really clunky yeah the scenes themselves are individually still very cute and entertaining and fun,
0: yes. And as you said, this is, I think, the first real, like moment where that feels like a problem for the yeah, real
1: yeah content. yeah, yeah like I, by I, far too. like it oh, it, yeah. it really does work very, very well beyond this moment. yeah, every, just a, a stumble.
0: Everything else has been, I, I'd say pretty expertly melted in there to the point that I've talked to some people who are playing it for the first time just playing Persona 5 and didn't know what was royal content and what wasn't because it's often yeah. just so a part of the day. But yeah, this is the first time where it's just like, man, they could have maybe just adjusted the text on this scene a little bit yeah, <laughs> and it would have been fine. But alas, uh, it's now time for the post party again. Uh, and we are going to get the, the student sharing special. Uh, and we get uh, texts from people uh, about who who we want to go with. Who did you choose to go with?
1: I went with Haru. I had the choices of Ryuji and Mishima or Mm -hmm. Haru. And Mm -hmm. I assume you had those, but also Makoto? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I think it's just like those two choices are always there. And then if you're dating someone on the team, you can also do them. I believe is okay.
0: Only people on the team. Because it would be real weird if you're dating like Takemi and then she shows (laughs) up.
1: I mean... I say only people on the team, but probably this game lets you do Kawakami too because it doesn't know what's good for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, so who did you choose? I chose Haru. Okay, cool. Um, I chose Makoto. Um, yeah. And so we go into... So I'm curious then what happens on your end. Um, because we go back into the auditorium. There's a guy on stage who's basically just asking people to share things with themselves or with the whole group. That is, that is the event. Yeah. share important parts of you. And if there's one thing teenagers love, it's earnest uh ad- admitting of truth about themselves.
1: It's like literally I don't think I could come up with more of a nightmare high school scenario yeah. than that event. And it just feels like the type of thing that ruins lives. Yeah. <laughs> like, like those are the moments that will haunt those, pe- those children forever. They're when they're 30, they'll think back to those moments and go, Oh my God, I can't believe I did that on stage. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I can't as a, as a burgeoning 30 year old, I can't think of anything from my high school days that I regret. Cause I sure. think about my middle school days too much. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, it wouldn't be. It I would never. If they if they pointed at me, I would just walk out the door. I would yeah. be like, "No, thank you. I have That's to
1: That's the smart thing. That's the the, ra- the rational response.
0: I have to go to the bathroom
1: now. Excuse me." Yeah. Um
0: I would rather in that moment be like I'm about to have explosive diarrhea than tell an entire school about my innermost deep secrets and thoughts about my insecure life as a high schooler. <laughs> anyway, I went in there with Makoto. We were hanging out. the The guy who's on stage calls on her. Uh, does the guy call on Haru? Yeah. Okay. Um, the guy asks about the Phantom Thieves. Does the guy ask yeah. you about Phantom Thieves? Uh, and he asks about them maybe being students. She's really thrown about it, so I have to step in to change the subject. What were, were so? This sounds like you had to do the same thing. What What were your like props? Like, what did you get to? They
1: they're all. They are all like, do you have a boyfriend? Okay.
0: Okay, Basically. those were mine as well. Yeah. Which was funny as so as in the game Dating Makoto. It's like, "Ooh, do you have a boyfriend?" Yeah. Um so anyway, that becomes sort of the way we uh we get around having to answer anything about Phantom Thieves. I'm curious then what was your after event conversation because for us obviously as Dating Makoto, the whole conversation is like pretty romantically tinged like it's pretty uh, thank you for stepping in like I appreciate that it was so like sweet of you to do that for me or whatever well
1: it, it was, for Haru it was like talking about you being reliable and like it It was it was her thanking you for like not understanding why you asked it at first and then like thanking you for like trying to protect her basically I think is how it went okay Um, but the funny thing about Haru is like Haru and Kasumi really feel like they are pushing... Like, the, those storylines really feel like they're pushing you kind of trying to date those people in a way that some of the other storylines aren't. Yeah. Like, Makoto and On don't explicitly feel like their confidant lines are about, like, dating. Mm-hmm. And Haru's confidant line isn't really either, but, like, a lot of her story things and a lot of your conversations with her are kind of, like, a little bit more that direction so i think it's just sort of like more natural with her okay. conversations um the thing that's really awkward about the haru thing is that haru gets up on that stage and immediately the mc's like oh god you're haru Okumura. i'm so sorry for your loss this is terrible why did i call on you like like really backpedaling quickly and so she's oh like super god. flustered and the whole thing is a disaster and oh. like yeah that's a nightmare it's- yeah. It's 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 what night it's what high school nightmares are made of. Like it is that terrible and that uh, should not be their favorite yearly tradition.
0: Uh yeah, it really shouldn't. Anyway, what uh what gift did Haru give you? Do you remember?
1: Uh it was some sort of charm.
0: Okay. Cuz I my No, it was
1: it was like a food. It was a food. Yes.
0: Food. Yeah, cuz my conversation with Makoto Got very romantically tinged, I assumed, because we were dating, obviously. And then she even mentions about how, like, Sai talks about uh, who she should look for in a partner for marriage. And she brings up marriage. And she's like, uh, not that I meant I'm getting married soon or anything. Uh, that was awkward. Anyway, here are donuts. And she just cool. gives you donuts. And I was like, cool. I haven't.
1: She gives you, like, Sakura. Haru gives you, like, Sakura something, I think.
0: Oh, cool. Um, well, we have these romantic, awkward uh, conversations and move on with the festival uh is there anything else before we because we're sort of going to leave the the festival from here is there anything else about the festival that like really stood out to you or something you want to cover obviously like it's a big event because of the revelations but
1: nah man it's been half the episode's gone and it's been a day and a half in this week so yeah let's get keep moving i
0: mean what's better than to dwell on our high school you know (laughs) nightmares anyway (laughs) uh the day finally comes to an end uh, after it's just so long it is and, and not in a bad way i just mean like, like the day this
1: this day has more stuff <laughs> like i really
0: i the, yeah pulling back the curtain i really should not have picked this as the the day to start playing before dinner one night where i was like oh i just have to stop in the middle of very important story spoilers okay <laughs> yeah. um anyway we go home futaba is waiting outside uh and we get a small slice of that Uh, And we get this like back and forth because before, obviously we know Sojiro is holding uh, her calling card at this point, but we don't see that finally come to fruition just yet because we then get a jump to Sai being confronted uh, for essentially needing more progress in the case. Uh, The director wants this case done because it's heavily implied there's going to be new political leadership coming in soon. Uh, yeah. And and we want this case solved before that ha- that transition happens. Um, he's even made arrangements for special interrogation should they be needed. Uh, and and no she, idea
1: what that's going to be. No,
0: total mystery. Uh, and and says basically that like she can take some bold measures with this, aka don't do things by the book. Uh, but what that means, who's to say? Because we go back to the cafe and uh, we're back to Futaba's story. We go well- in. You go, go ahead just
1: very quickly in yes. this section i think the important thing here also is that he says that if she doesn't get it done he'll she'll be fired basically yes. yeah and the point akechi just made earlier in the day was sai would forge a conviction if she feels cornered or pressured in a way that she can't get out of yeah and suddenly now we have exactly that reason right like yes immediately that is paying like that idea that akechi has planted in your head is shown to be potentially true
0: absolutely yeah we we definitely within this day get the sense that the law is not going to play things properly
1: yeah. uh
0: and so before we get back into to what that means for the group we do return to the cafe with futaba uh and this is again i think a very very important major scene and it's wild all this happens within the same day yeah uh, as the catchy stuff but we go into the cafe and sojiro pretty much directly confronts futaba about the calling card Um, and it's this really, you know, like heart wrenching scene. She's, she fesses up to it, uh, and, and breaks down a bit. She's starting to cry a lot about it. Um, he, he says he noticed there have been changes in her behavior and suspected it, but he was wondering if maybe it was just really some things happening, you know, outside his understanding. Like maybe it was just hanging out with this group more that was helping, but he realizes putting the pieces together that there was a change of heart involved. Um, yeah and he he asks if we're involved and puts the pieces together and we we admit to him we are the phantom thieves um he thought i might just it's funny because he thinks we just might be like related to the situation but we're just like oh no we're the phantom thieves we 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 did all that yeah yeah um and he's he's basically a a little bit worried in this moment and it's one of these really interesting i think where we see both sides of Sodro, both the 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 kind of like stern grumpier side but then also the the very human caring side and he's like i've just been giving safe harbor to criminals for the last six months like that's just what i've been doing and i didn't even know it uh but futaba explains that like no there's this is really really important to her because they're looking for her mom's killer um and, and wants him to realize that like you know like if you just think about it you realize that there were nefarious Uh, Circumstances to her death that it wasn't what we've been told Um, and he he sort of accepts all this but his his big takeaway for the group is that like Don't don't get into a fight that you can't win because you are going to come up against forces that are bigger and more powerful than you And just don't don't get into a situation where you you know, you're gonna lose Yeah, which i'm sure won't, you know imply anything to come but yeah, I I I do want to throw to you just for your thoughts on this conversation because I do think it's played really well as sort of the back and forth of his realization Futaba's sort of pleading with him uh, and, and just sort of the like emotional struggles going on here
1: yeah it's super good it's super raw like it's very sad to see Futaba just like immediately break down right when confronted with this but then to Sojiro's credit like he really takes the time to actually listen to her and like hear what she's saying about all of this stuff, and then ultimately, you know, he he's had this attitude of, like, don't do anything or I'm going to kick you out. I'll throw you on the curb no matter what. And now at this point, when the kind of cards come down, his tone really changes, and through all this, he comes out with this t- attitude of just, like, okay, well, like, I'm going to have to keep you guys safe, right? Yeah. And, like, that is, like, really, really interesting, where... That's not what you would necessarily expect from Sojiro at the beginning of this game, but really it is just like he wants to protect you now and he wants to make sure you're okay when he doesn't really have to, right? But you've you've grown closer together through this. I I think the other interesting thing is kind of his connection to the whole Wakaba thing kind of getting a little bit more clear, right? Futaba mentions that it's related to cognitive science and... He says that Wakaba knew she might die in a weird way, and he didn't take her seriously, and kind of blames himself for that. And yeah. then ran to this cafe just to like hide, pretty much from from his own guilt or whatever. Um, so it, it adds a lot more depth there, and it also is interesting because he can he can accept the Phantom Thieves more easily because he knows that this stuff. It, he he was already aware of all of this stuff yeah so yeah it's a really dense in a good way conversation where like a lot of stuff is getting discussed it's a lot of exposition but it doesn't feel like exposition like it does feel like a lot of character development as well Mm -hmm. it's just a really like potent sort of thing yeah i'm glad it happens because now sojiro just like knows you're a phantom thief and it's great yep
0: it's wonderful especially because i think yeah just to your point um at the beginning of the game, we didn't know about Futaba. We didn't know about what happened with their family in general. We, we just get this idea that he is this like gruff guy who is begrudgingly taking us in, uh, and just is looking for a reason to kick us out. But we, yeah, whether or not you've engaged with his confidant line, you hopefully have gotten to see throughout this, that there's more to him than that. And I think this really crystallizes that. Um, even if obviously like his first reaction is, yes, I was harboring criminals, (laughs) but, uh, His emotional ties to it, I think, help him see the reality of it all. Um, Yeah. And we'll be getting a little bit more with him the next day as we transition to October 27th. uh, We only
1: have five more days in this week.
0: Not a problem at all. Uh, October 27th, we see uh, Sojuro watching the news where uh, Shido is finishing a speech. uh, And he, he talks about that he may be forming a new party. Yeah. Uh, of sorts, uh, which hmm, what conversation that we heard before could have tied into that at all? Who's to say? Uh, we we get that little bit, uh, and he also mentions how uh, the the Phantom. These are essentially Sojo saying like the country's most wanted criminals, yeah, uh, and have so a huge bounty on them now. Yeah, yeah, we have this massive bounty, and so Sojo is like, y- you have this conversation with Sojo, and, and it is a moment where it's like, as you said, he doesn't really. The- he doesn't really have to be taking us in. So maybe he's going to turn us in for the bounty. And he's basically like, I'm not going to do that. Really. The only thing I can do at this point is give you shelter and try to help protect you. Um, and yeah. it's, it's just great. He, he, he won't sell you out. I, I wrote down, he's the best. Like it just, it's such a, okay, here's the fuller facet of who this deeply caring man can be, but he has been putting up such walls since walk death that he, yeah. you thought of him as very much the opposite.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I love it. Anyway, uh, we, we get that. Uh, we see the SIU director talking a little bit about the bounty. I don't think much comes from that scene. No, he's just talking than... about the
1: bounty. Pro- yeah. Talking about putting pressure on the thieves, basically.
0: Yeah. Uh, then we, we get sort of a sense of, of where the full group is everyone's really worried about uh you know this target on their back what they're going to be doing from here uh dealing with the catchy of it all um and everyone is really really just worried and freaked out and angry about how serious things are um in, in especially ryuji ryuji is like pissed <laughs> is, is yeah. i think fair to say Uh, And they all sort of it's a really like dark moment for them as they all gather at uh, the the cafe up in your room. And they they have this moment where they just realize like they were so wrapped up in in caring about the public opinion of things that they stopped thinking about the other reasons for doing all this. Um, And they were so focused on that. They like debate even ending things uh, at this point. But we have to rally them together. Um, mm-hmm. it is sort of where the scene comes from. And it, it's sort of just, I think, like a moment of crisis for the group. It, it doesn't really translate to anything else more than that. But we do get a call later from Ryuji who apologizes for yelling so much. Um, and, and he worries he hasn't changed. And obviously, whether or not you've done his confidant line, hopefully you can see he's changed a bit. Yeah. Because um, he's but, the best boy. He is. Uh, even if he's mean to Morgana for those few weeks. Um, we, we he's have not the
1: best boy during that
0: week. No, he is very much not. But we, we have that moment... Uh, where everyone's very frustrated again. I don't think it's, like, it impacts events going forward much. It's just more of one of those, like, I like that we get this, the introspection of the group and them checking in on things in different ways throughout the whole game.
1: It's them realizing where they went wrong and getting on the same page about not doing that anymore so that they can sort of like get back at this person who's tr- has been manipulating them and exactly. realizing how they let themselves be manipulated
0: yeah but uh before we can we can do that we get another free evening so what did yeah. what did you do
1: uh i think it worked out again just okay. like just you know pumping pumping iron
0: nice i uh read the book on <laughs> cheating in games so we basically did the same thing
1: yeah. yeah yeah basically
0: uh and so now i can easily play video games so yay you know my real life job should be easier too i think uh <laughs> anyway moving on from there we get to uh october 28th we have another shido speech happening uh people are listening within it's clearly happening in shibuya uh he he sort of confirms that he's splitting off to form a new party and people really like what this fella has to say let me tell you
1: yeah uh, he's got Boy, some i good wasn't ideas. thinking of voting before but now sure am gonna vote
0: yep it's weird that all those people also come from as your accent seems to be Minnesota but yeah yeah. (laughs) Uh, they're all
1: that Shido guy there you know he's got a he's got some good ideas for Japan
0: (laughs) it's wild when the cast of Fargo just appears in the middle of Persona 5 it's incredible (laughs) Uh, but anyway no uh, they yeah it's basically like the the public is very enraptured and enamored with with his sort of a take on things and and their uh, frustrations with the establishment as it is, and so him projecting this idea finally seems like something people are going to be very excited about. But uh, before we get to more political machinations, uh, we meet back up with Akechi. Um, yes. And we get a little bit of info about where things are going to go, and it gets wild here. Uh, he suggests that it's time to make a change of heart in Sai.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, he's already sought out that she has a palace. Um, and, and he thinks this will be the best thing to do in order to, uh, prevent, uh, evidence from being doctored or manufactured in a way that will force them to be convicted. Um, and, and thinks if we can show this within her, it will help. Uh, and we, we also, we get a little bit of information about him. Uh, and we get the sense that he, he, we ask him why he's seeking justice like this. and, I thought his response was really interesting, and I just wanted to highlight it because he goes, "Because of sickening human beings, uh, he he has contempt for them and deeply personal hate."
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's. He literally says it's like a personal grudge he get, has against bad people, right? Like it's not it's not because he's some good person himself necessarily. It's yeah. just that he like hates bad people and has a grudge against them
0: yeah we're, we're getting a peel a, a peek behind the curtain of akechi's mind and it is dark yeah uh but anyway we get that little sense of things and he says um he's known uh for quite some time about this palace for sai so it feels like it's just you know the obvious thing to do and akechi is just like we should just go do it right now yeah. uh makoto though mentioned she's busy so we'll go yeah. tomorrow
1: and Makoto also says that she already knew her sister had a palace and that she yes. joined the Phantom Thieves partly because she thought about changing, maybe changing her sister's heart, but hoped it wouldn't come to that, right? So yes. she already knew that that was part of, like, potentially in the cards. Yeah.
0: And I love, I like, it's It's frustrating because it's like, oh, someone we're really close to, perhaps even someone we're dating, withholding information. But I do like the idea, it, it helps, I think, to further establish that these characters are doing things without us whenever we're all together. Um, sure. I just love whenever the game really like puts that uh, as a focus. But anyway, we get a flash forward to Sai, uh, shocked about Akechi and her palace, um, and and realizing that he knew about this metaverse but never told her, despite them working together on things. Um, she realizes she was just basically out of the loop and made to be a joke. Um, yeah. There's There's this realization um that she might be the next target um but uh, i do want to throw to you about this flash forward um mostly because i'm I'm curious to hear what you think and also because you have played more than me and i'm afraid to say anything that i might spoil but like obviously we're getting to a head with size palace and the flash the the beginning of the game right i think it's fair to say um yeah but from there uh, what what did you think about this realization from Sai that she was made like a puppet of things?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's really important to her character, right? Because Sai's character is all about like she's been very angry and sort of like hostile at times, but like her entire character is basically built around this idea of like you have to work for what you want, and like it's hard for. Especially like a woman in this job to get any sort of respect, and I fight for what I get and I prove myself. So I think it's really crushing for her to hear, like, oh, this whole investigation that I was supposedly leading was like a setup on me, right? Yeah. Like, it was never, ever anything that I was like earning. And like, that I imagine is really crushing for her. Yeah. And, and also, like, I think does go towards her kind of listening to Joker more genuinely because she's finding out that like a lot of the assumptions that she had made about herself are not true right now. And like, so that's a really important moment I think for her as well.
0: No, totally. And they tie it really well. I think back into the group story because she's not only realizing that about herself, but she's like, if i was a puppet and the group was told like he joker was told at some point during all this that they were sold out so she realized yeah. that both she was a puppet and that there was just this clear intention for them to be arrested and so if he's you know saying all these things and trying to prove all this stuff theoretically then uh, true integrity like true north of integrity would be on their side and not the law's side which just throws right. everything into chaos for her <laughs> yeah um But anyway, we we have this sort of conversation about all that, and then we go back to uh, the week that was, and we're we're, uh, in a conversation with Futaba, talking about looking into Sai. We want to look into something else as well, but the audio goes quiet. We have that weird transition again. Yes. And that's about it for that conversation. Um, Anything else you want to mention about it before we move on? Nope. Fair enough. Uh, we then go into October 29th, which is the the final like story day of this week. Uh, and we get uh, <sighs> more information. There's been a vote of no confidence in the government. Uh, just yes. continuing that plot along. Um, and we... Why did I write Futaba likes his... Oh, God. My, one of my notes was just Futaba likes his phone. Yeah. Which is just a terrible note with
1: futaba does like his phone though
0: futaba does really like his phone uh i think that's a t-shirt uh anyway futaba likes akechi's phone as they they the gang gets together uh and they're talking about infiltrating size palace um and we uh we guess casino to be able to because she's gambling essentially with lives, uh is, yeah. is how it all is. Um, Makoto gets that. Yes, yes, thank you. Makoto specifically gets that. Uh we guess casino and we we approach and we get this really cool showcase for her palace, which obviously we have a little bit of familiarity of from the beginning, but you get to see sort of the like I really love the idea of it being set with like the way it's set within the city, because everything else has been very like one off. Here's a building that we're going into or here's a floating area away from it like here is a palace just smack dab in the middle of the city and they even they even make note of how like nearby buildings that should be related to size work aren't transformed like it is very specifically centralized here
1: because this is like the same space as the diet building and like the police station and all this other stuff in nearby
0: yeah it's basically the like political seems hub of of the city and so we get here we see the incredible in another sort of animated sequence the incredible uh casino palace uh, that we're, we're looking into and we sort of begin the infiltration with a new yep. team member
1: hooray a
0: catchy is in the team uh he's nicknamed crow yeah um there is a small moment in there with haru that i enjoyed i don't know if you want to mention it or talk or, I don't remember it. Uh, they're basically going around and saying all their names, and Haru doesn't say her name.
1: Because, like, oh.
0: technically she never got a name with the group. Oh, right. She got yeah, her I name I missed that. just with Morgan. It, it's just this really, like, sweet, sad moment with Haru where she's like, oh, never mind. I, at least I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure it's about the name. But like, if I'm wrong, please let me know in the comments. But that's what I thought it was related to. Um, but anyway, we have this moment, and then we start our infiltration... Of the palace, of size palace, to, to get a look inside. Um who who did you start your party with just out of Did you immediately put Akechi in?
1: I had a Akechi Morgana Makoto.
0: Oh, interesting. Nice. Okay. I did yeah. I think I did Akechi Makoto and Haru. Um yeah. anyway, we go in, we begin infiltrating sort of from the outside. We're going in like a side door trying to get in there, uh, you know, obviously not just going directly through. Uh, and pretty, pretty immediately, Size shadow greets us. Like, we, we're hopping a little bit above in, at the top of the room, but pretty, pretty instantly after we go through, like, a grade or whatever, Size um, shadow is just like, hey, we're going to do this as fair as possible. <laughs> um, which is, you know, a wonderful thing to hear from a, a being of pure evil in a, mm-hmm. you know, alternate reality. Um, sure. And she says she wants to do a fair fight and basically invites them to, to come upstairs where she'll meet them. But we can't really get up there immediately because the elevator is blocked. We need some sort of membership card, as you would for like a VIP section of a casino. Um, so our progress in the palace is stopped there. But that means we are like officially within the new palace territory
1: yeah they give you they give you one fight with a catchy yes and they're like here's a catchy fighting and then they're like okay now get out of here
0: yeah yeah you gotta stop <laughs> but it's it's really i really love the pace of it because you are we're pretty quickly coming off the last palace like yes it's been two weeks by now but it felt much shorter and so it was yeah. just kind of pretty much jumping in we're into the thick of it i think especially because of the added impact to the group that this now has and and now that yeah. we know it's coming to a head with what we were shown at the beginning, like. You're you're getting this sort of ramp up very quickly, and I I really really love it about it. But yeah, as you said, we bounce away, we we have that battle, and then we leave, um, and we we have another free evening. Uh, what did you do? Uh,
1: well, real quick, I do want to also say, yeah, like, catchy aesthetically. Uh, I love his outfit. Yeah, and I love the idea that his weaponry is just a lightsaber and a laser gun. Yeah. Is just so wonderful. It's great, <laughs> and
0: it's Robin Hood. Is it
1: Robin Hood? Is his persona? Okay, yeah, and yeah. his abilities are all like uh, he's got like a megidola, which is just like an almighty ability, and then he's got bless and curse attacks. Yeah, and it's just like a really weird, cool, different character.
0: Yeah, and um, well, and his like his look itself is this very like bright, sort of off whites or beiges or and 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 whites in general, and just kind of like almost very regal. Mil-
1: yeah regal is what i was gonna say like yeah. militaristic regal it's yes very, it's yeah. very cool and then he has a lightsaber um, yeah yeah But that <laughs> evening uh i just played a game just like a random video game because i couldn't work out it wouldn't let me work out and so i literally had nothing else to do so i just played a video game
0: fair enough uh that's what i do most evenings uh my i, I just it won't let me work out the world just yeah. doesn't let me so i have to go yeah,
1: video I, game completely agree yeah
0: uh i played the first level of the fighting game to get some guts cool Uh, and that was how i spent that uh that free evening uh and then we get to october 30th which is the official mission start like we're in it we're in this next sort of palace window uh what what a week to then also cap off with you know palace beginning
1: (laughs) so there's a couple things i really want to touch on really really fast before we dig into what we did this week because a uh I had a huge mementos trip this week, and so also the second, these last few days were longer time-wise than the entire five preceding them, even though those were long. Yeah. Um, the, the thing I'll say real quick about palace-wise, so we always save the palace for the end, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do that again where I think it's not next week, but the, f- the week after we'll talk about the palace. Sounds and right. without spoilers, this palace is kind of weird in terms of like timing a little bit mm-hmm. uh so for i won't spoil it for anybody who hasn't done it but we are just going to stick to not next week but the week after we'll talk about the bulk of the palace as much as we can and then go from there
0: yeah yeah that's that's definitely fair to say and uh i am hoping not that we've talked about this but i am hoping uh to potentially have a guest or two later in the in, in the month for things but uh yeah we're we're officially in mission start time uh, we have a new poll question up. Are the Phantom Thieves innocent? Which obviously mm. everyone thinks so. The world is completely on our side.
1: Well, it's very funny because the poll changes and the like percentage does not. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically just exactly the same at like 22.
0: Yeah. It, I love the idea that it was like, oh, yeah, we can change the, the positivity rating this way. No, we can't. We can't do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we have free time uh, today and the 31st. So what did you do on October 30th?
1: Uh, So on October 30th, I got Haru as a confidant, because I wanted to start growing those good, good vegetables right away. Nice, Um, nice. So I got Haru as a confidant, which was a nice, fun little thing, and then I also, uh, that evening, uh, played darts with Akechi. Nice. Um, And just for, I I hope this isn't spoilery, mechanically, Akechi works a little different with darts. Um, So just so people know, he's... Only he and Morgana come with you to play darts. Um, And he has to do 701 as the darts number, which means mathematically it's impossible to end with him throwing the last dart, which means to max out his dart ranking, you have to do it twice with him.
0: That's wild.
1: Yeah. I did not know that. And that's all intentional. Yeah. Because literally on this one, I hit... 180 and then he hit 150 and then i hit 180 and he hit 150 and there was still like you still had to like finish it yourself that's right? that's like, so wild yeah so it's it don't plan for a catchy it's still worth doing i think but like, yeah. don't plan for just knocking catchy out with somebody else in one night or something
0: like okay. that okay that's really good to know because yeah i need to do that probably in the next week or so but uh yeah. cool um was that so that was your evening That was my evening. Cool. Uh I went to Memento's on the thirtieth. Nothing really, I think, of note to say from that day. I just was continuing to uh address some of the lingering ones I had. I have like I think eight and I did maybe five of them. Uh I I mostly cleared one more section and then bounced out. Uh so I did that. Uh and then I uh got a weird massage and massage and hung out with EY in the evening.
1: Nice. Yeah. Nice.
0: And, yeah, that was fun. Uh, anyway, October 31st, our final day of the week. What did you do?
1: Halloween! Yes. Happy Halloween. Uh, I went to Mementos for Halloween. Nice. Uh, well, first I slacked off in class. Yes, uh, yeah. I don't know what you did.
0: I think I finished the proficiency book.
1: I slept. What do you get for is great. You get three confidant points with a random confidant. So I slept and got three blue ch- musical notes with ey. <laughs> It's.
0: Is it implying you had a dream about someone and that dream I made you, you better like friends? Men,
1: you have like a mental connection with them or yeah, you dream about them or something. Okay. I slept okay. with EY, don't worry about it. Um, so that day, uh, I went to Mementos and had an insanely busy day. This was like a, a huge... So I I had skipped Mementos entirely. So yeah. I had two entire areas I hadn't seen yet. Um, I went through the previous area and got all of the... Um, or I went through all one area. I completed seven mementos requests. I got I maxed out the stamps for one area, and then I got a bunch of like half the stamps for the next one, and got through all the areas that I'd done. I maxed the confidant rank with the twins, so oh my God. I I got them to ten. Um, I ended the thing. I think I had going into it. I had like two hundred and twenty thousand dollars or yen. And leaving it, I had $1.6 uh, And that was after spending money on, like, a bunch of level 50 and 60 personas that, like, I spent probably half a million dollars just in there on high-level personas. That's
0: insane.
1: Um, <laughs> I then sold all my stuff and got another, like, almost half a million after that. And I'm level 52 now. Oh, my God. So, like, I just, like... It was, I spent way too much time. There. <laughs> I mean,
0: good for you for having that all figured out.
1: Yeah. So I'm That's... like, I maxed out the con- the twins. I did a bunch of mementos requests, which means now all my like confidants are unlocked and can keep going. I can also do the arcade confidant, which we have not gotten to yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll probably talk about next week, I imagine. Um, and then, yeah, in the evening I maxed Sojiro, So now he's level 10 too. Damn. And I was like, these last two days were productive last two days. That is
0: very productive. Holy crap. Yeah, I uh, I guess without spoiling it, I went to that kid on this day. Oh, great. Um, cool. Because I had done, I had checked out for the name to go into, uh, uh, God, why can't I think of it? To go into Mementos, and so then I spoke with him. Uh, without spoiling it i'll just say i I went to speak with him to begin that sort of uh journey uh and then yeah we'll
1: talk about that next week for sure because i can't imagine i won't do that next week no totally
0: Uh, uh so yeah i did that at the beginning of the day um i read the i finished the final book actually here so i don't remember what i did in class but i finished the final book uh oh no 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 yeah that's what i did i i finished proficiency in class and then i think i read the final book I went and bought it the day before. So, yeah, I think nice. I got it here. Uh, and then I hung out with Haru to begin that Confidant line as well. Uh, obviously, we'll, we'll talk about it in the future. But, yeah, as you said, I love that. Uh, the benefit of the, that friendship line is vegetables. Yeah. Uh, is really funny. Really
1: good vegetables, too. Like, yeah. really good items.
0: Uh, and then in the evening, I hung out with Sojiro, but not to max rank. So, I'm, I'm behind you on that one. But, yeah, uh, couldn't pass up getting to hang out with Sojiro again. Uh, and with that, oh, I did just want to say... I genuinely don't think I went out and about my first time playing Persona 5 because I was sho- so shocked to see all the Halloween decorations out on Central Street.
1: Oh, yeah. It was, well, it was, that might be somewhat new. I okay. don't remember. Probably not. It was not.
0: delightful and wonderful to see, but I like genuinely do have, I have no memory of that. So it was very mm-hmm. fun and cool to see. But, uh, yeah, that's how I spent my Halloween. And that's the end of that week. Hooray! That, that <laughs> quiet, busy week. Uh, yeah. It oh, is one of the most packed weeks I think we've had in some time. So a lot to go through. So thank you for bearing with us, everyone. But, uh, that's why we're here to go through it all. Uh, and yeah. so, yeah, a lot of fun to dig into. We'll obviously, uh, have more free time in the next week or two. So we'll look at potentially, I think, uh, we were looking at maybe discussing use confidant line soon, since we both maxed that one out. Um, and then potentially other things, but that covers us on, on the week of persona events. Yes. Um, so why don't we, we get into the end of the show? Uh, Tom, I'm going to start with you, uh, just yeah. to throw to you. Uh, what is your pop quiz question for the week?
1: So, because it's a spooky, scary Halloween, I've got a spooky, scary Halloween question for you. Um, here's the question. So, when you go out in Shibuya or Akihabara or Shinjuku or wherever, uh, you see lots of Halloween decorations, And lots of people dressed up in Halloween costumes. So, my question for you is which of the following is not one of the Halloween costumes you could see on the streets of Japan during Halloween? So, four of these will be, and one of them is not. Okay. 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 A witch, a ghost, a maid, a pumpkin vampire. Or a pumpkin vampire with a top hat. Those are your choices.
0: Really, really trapping us with that last one. <laughs> okay, okay. Good to know. I will So
1: what's once, once more, which ghost made pumpkin vampire? Pumpkin vampire with top hat? All excellent
0: go. costumes uh, and not litigious at all, which is what
1: matters. Uh,
0: <laughs> anyway, before we go, I will also have a persona pseudonym for you, Tom DeGassa. To uh, I'm actually dipping into Sai's palace because I'm worried about duplication from Okumura's palace. Um, and so this is a little bit testing your knowledge of obviously having played the game before, but I think it's who we encounter here. I could be wrong, but uh, it should be an easy one. Who is the cruel leopard?
1: Cruel leopard? Yeah. oh man um oh 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 i got it i got it i got it it's the the cat with the sword and the cod piece it's Osei.
0: tom you were correct congratulations
1: yeah
0: uh yes that is Osei. uh a, a uh persona we'll be encountering within size palace, uh, along literally with just a
1: humanoid leopard with a very awkward cod piece, yep. two swords and a cape. I think it's just like, just like, that's the design.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, he's cool. <laughs> so I'll it. take it. Got, ma- yeah. got incredible abs, this leopard. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, with all of that talk of leopard abs beh- behind us, uh, I'm getting pretty sleepy. Yeah. As Morgana would tell us too. So I think it's time to end the show there uh thank you so much to everyone who's tuned in uh reminders you can find us at jm Dornbush and at tom r marks on twitter Uh, if you're looking to talk to us more about persona or just uh, you know the other shenanigans we get up to uh, you can find the show on your various podcast services as well as youtube you can go to youtube.com slash where video versions of the show are uh each and every week if you want to see tom and i make goofy faces at each other throughout the hour Uh, And, of course, if you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving a review, rating it, giving it a thumbs up, subscribing, whatever. Some platforms weirdly don't let you do that, so, you know, head to YouTube or Apple Podcasts or wherever. If you're enjoying it, we appreciate it. Uh, And thank you to everyone. We continue to see the messages of people who have been binging the show all in one go to catch up with us. It's so awesome and, and means so much. So thank you all for joining us on this wonderful journey that is Persona 5 Royal. But until next time, I've been Jonathan. That's been Tom. I was really worried my camera was mirrored and I was going to point and it wouldn't be at you, but it was, so we're good. Goodbye, everyone. Love you all. Bye.